you've reached the Joe DeVoe Show. No one's in to take your call right now. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you just as soon as possible. Have a nice day. Hi, Joanna. I just wanted to say I really love your podcast. I started listening during Hippie Witch and now I really love the more expansive audience and guests you have on for the Joe DeVoe show. So I've been working through a lot of the self-worth summer prompts, including with money. And right now where I live, I have this amazing opportunity to be one of the first people in the ground floor of this emerging industry, but I'm having trouble finding the resources and investors and people who would be willing to put down money for the dream to manifest. And I want to start my own lab, but that is going to require me to get some pretty big investors. And whereas I have a pretty good idea of the science behind everything, I don't know much about money or finances or how to attract investors. So if you could just weigh in on that and maybe mention how I could attract this abundance and resources to really manifesting my vision, I would really appreciate to hear your feedback and thoughts. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words about the show. It's always kind of scary when you make a pivot like that. So I'm really grateful to those of you who have stuck with me. I hope you're starting to get a sense of where I'm going and that also we're still going to witch it up sometimes because I am and always will be a hippie witch at heart. And also, congratulations on this opportunity. It sounds very cool. It sounds like something you definitely want to be able to tap into, but you're not sure how. And I also am not sure how. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds to be way over my head in terms of technicalities. I don't know what industry you're talking about, but you say the word science and you say the word lab and some part of me is like, okay, well, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. This is beyond my wheelhouse. However, I will say this. You asked me to weigh in and the way that I could weigh in is to say, no matter who you're dealing with, no matter what industry, it's really, really important to first get super clear on who you would be serving should you be able to harness this opportunity and make your vision a reality. So who are you serving? How are you making their life better? What value are you adding to their life? And what are they willing to pay for it financially? Because this is a question about money. Once you can boil that down, then you have something that you can present to investors and then it's kind of the same process for them. You really want to appeal to this idea of what is in it for them. And that might require doing a bit of research in terms of the different investors that you are approaching. What is their passion? What is their life mission? Does it align with yours? I would really look for people who are aligned with what you want to create and what you feel your mission is so that it's a match before you even walk through the door. They may not say yes, but the odds are gonna be more in your favor when you're looking to make a connection from that perspective. And then you want to create clarity for them as to why this opportunity would be aligned for them. And I really believe in the power of story. So if you can make it really human and tell a human story about who it is you're going to serve, and the transformation that you're gonna create in people's lives or in a neighborhood or in an entire industry, and you can make it real. If you can really bring it down to earth and say, this is a thing that we can actually make happen and here's why, here's how, that's exciting. It's exciting. So to me, the first step would be to just get super clear on who are you here to serve? What is the transformation or value that you're offering? And then the next step would be to find investors who are aligned with that mission and who are going to get it right away. And so you can partner so everyone wins. I think when you look for a win-win situation and you're not approaching someone like, please 
help me. When you approach them on equal footing, like, look, this is what I can do to help further your mission, I feel like it's much more likely that you'll end up getting a yes than you would otherwise, than going in with the attitude of you're asking for a favor. So that's the best I can do with the understanding that I have. I hope it's useful to you. And again, thank you so much for leaving me a voicemail. I love it. If anybody else wants to leave me a voicemail, I will leave a link in the show notes. Or you can find me over on SpeakPipe as The Joe DeVoe Show. Don't you know, that's the show you're listening to right now. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Joe DeVoe Show. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, but you can call me Joe, and I am here to uplift and support my fellow creatives, lovable weirdos, and makers of magic. And today, I have a very special guest, Kristen Such, a confidence and mindset coach with some very snappy ideas. This is such a fun episode. But before we get into it, we have to talk about the last episode with Maya Toll because you all absolutely made my week, my month, my year. <laughs> oh, it's been such a long time since I've really like felt you, really felt the listeners, especially since I made the transition from Hippie Witch to the Joe DeVoe show. And I know that this is because of Maya. Maya Toll was on the show and you all love her, but because we did the giveaway, I actually got to hear from so many of you and your comments were amazing. You were really listening and insightful and you pulled out all these interesting takes from the episode. And so doing the giveaway was a blast. And I'm going to do my best to make sure that I bring you that kind of content in the future so we can have more discourse because it's just absolutely delightful hearing from you because otherwise I kind of feel like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) So it's awesome to know that you're there and you're listening. And thank you all who entered the giveaway for Maya's new book, The Night School, Lessons in Moonlight Magic and the Mysteries of Being Human and Notes for the Night, a guided journal for moonlit magic. And this is a three-part giveaway, The Night School Moonlit Magic Deck. It's such a cool collection. And ding, 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 we have a winner, Geek Griff on Instagram. Come on down. You, my friend, are the winner of this three-part delightful book and card deck, I don't know what to call it, situation for my atoll. Just shoot me an email over at joannadevoe at gmail.com, or you can DM me on Instagram, or if I don't hear from you in a few days, I'll DM you because I want to make sure you get your prize. You left an awesome comment on Instagram, as did many, many, many people. I put you all in a hat and let the cosmos decide who the winner would be. And it's you, Geek Griff. It's you. So Geek Griff said, What a great episode. I love Maya Toll and love hearing you both together. And I love the giveaway opportunity. One of my favorite quotes from the episode is, The evolution of the memory is part of your own evolution. We're evolving how we think about our own past as we create ourselves. Such a great reminder as shadow work and healing rewrites my world. Totally. I could not agree with you more. I agreed with all of the comments that everyone left. Like, this is my crowd. Y'all are my people. I'm feeling you all so much. So I hope Geek Griff loves her prize, but also if you all are into this and you go out and get it, I would love to hear about it. It would be fun to compare notes. And if you ever want to comment on anything that happens here on the podcast, the best place to reach me is probably Twitter. I love me some Twitter, or you can email me, or if you're a patron and you want to bring it up with the community, you can do that over on Discord. I am super proud of the community we have over on Discord. It is my belief, it is my firm belief that this is the kindest, coolest, most thoughtful witchy community 
on the internets. And yes, I will make that claim. I know it's a bold claim, but I have seen nothing to the contrary. And so I shall make it. I love And so I shall make it. I love those people. And one of the best things about them is how welcoming they are to newcomers. So if you're a patron or you're thinking about becoming a patron, don't be shy and linking your account up to Discord because to me, that's a big part of being a patron is getting to meet the other people in the community and getting to interact that way. Okay, Kristen Such. Today's guest is Kristen such a confidence and mindset coach. I wanted to have Kristen on this week specifically to wrap up Self-Worth Summer. I just ended the sale that I had going all summer long and I'm starting to look forward to the autumn now, although worthy is my word of the year, so I am sure I will be talking more on the subject. I'm just ending it as a theme and I thought Kristen would be a great guest for that because she is a confidence and mindset coach and for me that has so much to do with what it means to have strong self-worth. So who wants a free coaching session? Because I feel like that's kind of what this interview is. Kristen was very much in coach mode when we recorded this, which I think is fun and useful, so useful. We got to talk about feeling your feelings when you feel them, personal magnetism, putting in the reps as a content creator for those of you who are content creators or online entrepreneurs, and moving through fear, developing new neural pathways, all the usual stuff that I'm into, but you're getting it from Kristen's perspective. And this is my exact favorite flavor of nerd stuff, personal growth, psycho-spiritual healing, and all that good shit. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's very unusual that I meet someone before I have them on the podcast, but you made such an impression on me. I was like, I'm going to text her. I'm going to reach out and see if she wants to come on the show. And you did. Yay. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah, it was really nice meeting you in person. And for anyone looking for more spiritual friends, I think you have to like put yourself out there and go to meetups and stuff. And that's how we were connected. Totally. That's been a mission of mine. You really just Mm -hmm. have to show up. I get a lot of people asking me, how do you make friends? How do you build community? I was like, you just, you have to show up. (laughs) Yeah. It's honestly, I've moved a lot around a lot in the last few years, just trying to find my home base. And I feel like you get really good at well, you do or you don't. You either feel lonely everywhere you go or you put yourself out there and you reach out to people that you maybe like kind of know from the internet. And in my experience, I just have had to like take four to six months of just like massive going to things, outreach, following up with people, and eventually you have friends. And I feel like that's been a big topic in my community as well of like, how do I make spiritual friends? And it's not easy. It takes a lot of effort, but it's so worth it when you connect with people that feel like soul family. Yeah. And I think showing up, we should define that because I mean more than just being a body in the room. I mean, showing up like authentically. And I think that takes courage, especially if you're meeting internet strangers. Definitely. And like showing up as your full self, being okay with being rejected too. I don't think that's going to happen to too many people if they're doing the inner work and listening to this podcast. But like, really just showing up as all of you and being present while you're there, you know, not looking at your phone, not having your head down, but being engaging, trying to have conversations. That's kind of what I feel like is showing up and then like showing up for yourself too, in whatever way that looks like, whether it's, you know, behind the scenes doing the inner work or just going to that thing, like that's hard enough, right? So Mm -hmm. that's my definition of showing up. What about you, Joanna? Yeah, the same, the same. It's funny the meetup that I met you at, I don't know what happened, but somehow there was a miscommunication and I drove an hour and a half out of my way to go to the first one at a beach. I kept going to the wrong parking lot. It was finally $15 to park. I got there and I was like, I'm here. 
the woman who organized it was like, I'm so sorry, but the date has been changed. Nobody's there but you, lady. And I had taken my son to his grandparents so I could do the meetup. And I was just like, oh, man, what is happening? And so I got in the car and I was like, okay, well, hmm, very interesting that this happened. And I noticed emotion coming up. Part of me wanted to be like, just push that down. This is ridiculous. Who cares? This stuff happens all the time. But I just decided to let it come up. And it was like, what? I just started crying. And I was like, okay, that's okay. You just want to make friends. And this was really important to you. Clearly, this is important to you. So I showed up to the next one, the one that it was rescheduled to be. And if I hadn't had that little moment, it would have been so easy to tell a weird story and write it off and not show up the next time. Wow. I had no idea that happened. And yeah, you know, I think that it's, it's like a foreign thing to allow ourselves to just feel the emotions in the moment and get frustrated. And I actually had a very, not to bring this back on me, but like I had a similar situation yesterday where like there was a small thing that happened in my relationship. And all of a sudden I was like, so frustrated. It was like something that it was a goal that I wanted to reach and I wasn't reaching it. And my boyfriend was trying to help me reach it with like exercise and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I just started crying and then I cried for like two minutes and then it was like done, you know? And I was like, wow, that was beautiful. How I allowed myself just to feel the emotion that was coming up and move through it. And then you actually can look at that emotion afterward and reflect on being like, huh, wow. Now I feel like I have a clear head versus thinking about it later and being triggered by that emotion that you didn't let yourself feel. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I think people are afraid to feel their feelings because they're afraid it won't stop, that they'll open up a can of worms they can't close. And then I've noticed my thing is kind of like, that's ridiculous. Suck it up. Don't be so ridiculous. It's kind of like the voice in my head. Yeah. And you have to give yourself permission. That stuff is coming up for a reason and there's information there. Absolutely. And like, you know, I would invite you, Joanna, to ask yourself, like, was I shamed for feeling my emotions as a child? A hundred percent. Yes. That's absolutely, you know, I mean, we both are interested in inner child work. Like that's absolutely an inner child wound of being shamed for feeling your emotions as an adult that manifests as exactly in these experiences. We feel something and we feel shame for feeling a certain type of way, whether it's positive or negative. And that can lead to a extreme life of unfulfillment and just having a very hurt inner child. So for anyone who is trying to heal their inner child, that's something that I focus a lot on in my business simply feeling your emotions is healing your inner child. You know, like those basic needs of feeling your emotions, eating when you're hungry, going to the bathroom when you have to pee. Like those can be simple, simple things that you can do just to start to heal your inner child. (laughs) I'm so glad you said going to the bathroom when you have to pee because that's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a form of essentially like self-abandonment. Think about it. Totally. I'm working with a lot of clients right now where we're working on those basic needs and If you were not essentially cared for like that as a child, like if your mom wasn't like, do you have to go to the bathroom? Or like, is it, are you hungry? Is it time to eat? Or like, it's lunchtime, we should be eating. Or, you know, it's, it's bedtime. You need to get eight hours of sleep. Let's go to bed now. Then as an adult, you will essentially self-abandon and you won't go to bed on time. You won't eat when you're hungry. You won't go to the bathroom when you have to go to the bathroom. Like you won't meet your own needs. And that's one of the very basic things that you can just take a little self audit in your life and be like, huh, am I doing these basic things for myself? Because if not, it's usually a unhealed inner child. That's just screaming and abandoning those needs feels safe for that little girl. Like that's what she's used to, you know? Yeah. Speaking of screaming, I was screaming after I met you. And then I went and checked out. I checked out your TikTok. I checked out your Instagram. Just let's give everyone context and tell them what you do. And then we'll unpack that later. But you're a confidence and mindset coach. So I went to check this out after meeting you and I was screaming. I was like, oh, my God, we talk about all the same things, like all the same things. Self-betrayal is a big thing that I'm into You actually mentioned at some point Cal Newport's book, Deep Work. I was screaming Mm -hmm. about that. 
For a long time, I worked with something I called my timer method before I learned it was called the Pomodoro uh, method. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's mm-hmm. my timer method. But all these things, I was like, let's just bring her on the show and have like a whole confirmation bias fest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there's so much in common. But also, really, the reason I reached out is we're so different at the same time. Like we've come to all these same conclusions, but I know we have really different life stories. And I just know from meeting you in a group situation that I'm a person who's like super chatty and like, hello, I'm here. Hello, hello, hello. Who are you? What's going on? And you're so to yourself. Like you have this kind of quiet Buddha vibe going on. (laughs) And it's very magnetic. It's very attractive. And, you know, when the dust settles on somebody who comes kicking in like, hello, everybody, how are you? I'm here, I'm here. Like, there you are. (laughs) And I thought that was such an interesting, attractive vibe that I thought it'd be fun to get your perspective, even though we have a lot in common. Do you see yourself that way? You know, I'm glowing and like blushing a little bit right now because I don't see myself that way. I don't think I've ever really thought of like who I am in group settings because I think I'm just so focused on like who I think I am. Does this make sense? What I see you doing is listening and observing and just being very in your body. Is that accurate? Definitely accurate. But I think that the thing that is magnetic about people, and I'm not saying me, but people in general, is that they are more concerned with how they feel about themselves versus like how everyone else is feeling about them. Yeah. That makes sense. So like, totally. I'm not focusing on like how I'm being perceived or like if I'm being observant, if I, you know, if this person likes me, like I'm just genuinely not focused on the, those things. And it took me a while to get here. Like I've done a lot of inner work to get here, but I'm more focused on like, how am I feeling? Like, do I feel good? Do I want to say something? What what do I need right now? Right? I'm really focused inward. And I think that is like, for me, a lot of how, how I explain confidence to my clients. It's like, it's the energy of it's okay if you don't like me because I like me. And it's not like, it's okay if you don't like me because, well, you know, it's not like this loud energy like we think. And obviously, if that's your genuine, authentic self, then of course, be loud, right? But that's not my genuine, authentic self. It doesn't have to be this loud, intrusive energy. It's a quiet energy. True confidence is a very quiet energy that says, I love me so much. I like me so much that no matter what you feel about me or whatever, no matter what you think about me, I'll be okay because... I know who I am and that's not up for debate. (laughs) Definitely. I'm glad that you mentioned that it's cool to be loud too. The first meetup for that group that I actually went to that other people were at, (laughs) that I was not alone. There's a woman with the biggest personality and I was very attracted to her too. I was like, oh my God, she's so magnetic. Like people must follow her everywhere she goes. And it's, just who she is. I think it's just who she is. So it shows up for you in one way and it shows up for her in another way. And I don't want people listening to this to be like, okay, I need to be very self-contained and Buddha-like to be magnetic. Cause it's so not like that. No. And yeah, I think that like another, another part of that is, you know, again, you have to know exactly who your authentic self is. And I think the reason I wanted to mention that is because a big myth about confidence. One of the biggest myths about confidence is that you do have to be the loudest person in the room and you have to be wearing the brightest colors and you have to like, you know, just like own the place. And I mean, you can speak to this, like my clothes are usually very plain. I try to be a little bit trendy, but like for the most part, I'm, I'm not like the best dressed girl in the room. I just am completely myself. And like, that's, I think my magnetism. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of your TikTok. You'll be like wearing the same sweatshirt and a bunch of different Every TikToks TikTok, with yep. yeah, no makeup on, looking gorgeous, by the way, I will add. But that's another way we're really different. So I guess I'll just take that opportunity to segue into asking you about that because I came up in the time of long form, like long form YouTube and then even longer form podcasts. I'm very long winded and technology resistant. Like I hate moving with the times. I will, but I'll drag my feet. And you're just like on TikTok doing Instagram reels and I can see it's working really well for you. So why? (laughs) 
what made you do that? And is that just how you are naturally inclined to just hop on whatever wave? Or did you have a moment around that? No. So I actually started my TikTok less than six months ago, or maybe six months ago now. I would call it six months ago now. I started on Instagram and I obviously, like, I think everyone starts on Instagram because it's just been like the it platform for 10 years now. Sounds like you started on YouTube maybe, so maybe not, but I was never really like a YouTuber or anything like that. So yeah, I started on Instagram and I actually had a rut. I actually never talked about this on a podcast. So this is really cool that I get to tell the story. So one of like my main, I call core teachings in my life, basically how I work is like I go through something and I know that that's, I'm supposed to teach that too as part of my curriculum. My life curriculum becomes curriculum for my clients, right? Yeah. And one of the my core teachings that I didn't really ever have to apply to my business is when something's not working, it's a sign that you need to pivot. And so my original story about this was like my corporate job. I was not happy. That was a sign. I needed to pivot. And then I pivoted in teaching yoga full time. I wasn't feeling good in, anymore. That was a sign. I needed to pivot, right? So it's just like this idea of if something's not working, you need to pivot. The problem with most people, I'm going to be going so many different directions here. So sorry, but this is how my brain works. Like the Go, problem, go, go, lady, go. The reason why people aren't fulfilled is because they'll be sitting at that job and not be fulfilled, but they won't pivot, right? And so that in itself could be like the point of this entire podcast episode. If you're not happy where you are, that's your sign from the universe to pivot. It means that you need to do something differently because what you're currently doing isn't in alignment and isn't working. So anyway... This was like a core teaching that I just keep very close to my heart. It's something that I live my life by. It's not working pivot. And so my business was reaching this point of stagnation. At the time, I think I might've had like 5,000, 8,000 followers on Instagram, which is by no means bad. That's very good. I was grateful for it. But like my sales were just kind of not doing great. Things were drying up. It was just, I was feeling very stagnant. I can always feel my energy in my business. It's very connected to me. And I was just like, I think I need to do something different. And it was the most beautiful blessing looking back that my business dried up because I was like, I'm going to get on TikTok. And my friend that I had met in a group coaching container, she was also, we were like just talking a lot at the time and we were like, let's get on TikTok. Let's do a 30 day challenge. And so we did. And so I grew my TikTok from like zero to I think like 20K in under four months. And I've continued to grow on that platform. But for me, it's very intuitive. Like I didn't get on TikTok the moment it started. It took me like over, you know, two years of it being a thing until I did it. And then it was an intuitive thing that I was like, I got to get on TikTok now. But very long winded answer to your question. I kind of just follow my gut and go on the platforms that call to me. (laughs) I think you do it so well. I'm excited to center you and your life story. Hopefully if I can get it out of you in this podcast, because I notice one of your strengths is you're very clear on centering the viewer. And so you create this bite-sized content that's very focused, very concentrated, and then also specific in I am here to help you and here's a tip kind of thing, as opposed to talking a lot about yourself. But what I want to do today is talk a lot about yourself, but... I have a question about that. Your delivery, is that something that you developed or is that just an instinctual thing? I mean, I think as a content creator, the more content you make, the better you get, right? And I think that should be a message for everyone. If you're making a TikTok or you're making a reel and you're a personal development, per- I don't know who your ideal client is, but like if you're you know, an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, trying to be in the wellness world and you're comparing your content to me, just keep in mind that that's probably my 4,000th video you're watching, right? (laughs) You might be your second video that you're trying to make. So my content definitely wasn't as clear and good as I think it is today. But I think, again, it comes with consistency. It comes with just doing the internal work. It comes with reps. That's the biggest thing I teach my clients when they're building confidence, especially using social media, is like you gotta put in the reps. Think of it as a sport. If you're learning how to play basketball, you're not gonna be good as someone who's been playing basketball for two years, right? You gotta put in the reps. You gotta make those videos. You gotta get it wrong in order to get it right. And that's also how you build authenticity in your content. 
it's not going to feel completely like yourself the first time you do it, but you make 10 videos, you make 20 videos on your 50th video. It's going to start feeling really good on your hundredth video, even better. But most people are not willing to get it wrong and get low views on those 99 first videos in order to get it right on the hundredth. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why I say having an online business or being a content creator it's like the accelerated path to shadow work because it's going to bring up all your junk. Like if you have a big ego and you're concerned about the optics, that's your junk. <laughs> you're, you know, if you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not getting there fast enough, that's your junk. Like that stuff comes up and then you're tasked with dealing with it. You either move through it or you don't. And often people quit before it's time. Absolutely. And I always say like, if you decide beforehand that you're not going to quit, then there's no risk in entrepreneurship. I literally live by that. There was no risk for me in becoming an entrepreneur. In my mind, I wasn't going to stop until I made it. There's no way. I was like, I'm just going to keep going until I figure it out. I don't care how much money I have to spend. I don't care how much time it takes. I don't care how many coaches I have to go through to like finally get the one that speaks to me. I'm going to do this until I figure it out and I'm not going to quit. And most people are just simply don't have that level of desire or motivation or maybe belief in themselves as I did when I started my entrepreneur journey. But if you are sitting here and you're like, I want what you have, Kristen, or I want what Joanna has, and I don't have an audience yet, it's only a matter of time. Millions and millions of people on TikTok, if you continue to share your voice, someone's going to start listening. So maybe that's a good way to get into your personal story. Like what does making it mean to you? Did you have that clearly defined when you stepped on this path? So truly, if I died tomorrow, I would be completely happy. I think I've made it. (laughs) Nice. But you know, as we are humans, we always have further desire. So obviously, I want more now that I'm here. But you know, my past self would just be really, really happy with where I am. So for those of you who don't know me, I am a corporate dropout. I started in the corporate world. I was a supply chain and finance major, did the whole American thing, went to college, got a corporate job, was absolutely miserable at my corporate job. My soul was just screaming, this is not it. This is not it. This is not it. Dived into a lot of deeper inner work. I started healing my limiting beliefs, doing inner child work, doing shadow work and realized that like it was just all limiting beliefs that I couldn't do something different. And so when the opportunity presented itself at the time I was doing a lot of yoga, I was taking my teacher training and I ended up quitting my corporate job, taking a yoga assistant and teaching job at my yoga studio where I basically downsized my entire life, you know, moved apartments that were cheaper, sold my car, got a cheaper car, cut my budget in half. I did all the things to just, I took a year and I was like, I'm just going to make an experiment out of my life. I was like, I don't care what I have to do. I am going to find my purpose if it's the last thing I do. And so that year I taught yoga. I tried to start a marketing business, didn't work. I tried to start like an ad funnel business. I don't even know what I was doing. Didn't work. I tried all these things that essentially didn't work. And yoga wasn't working really either because I was teaching so many classes. I was extremely burned out. And then COVID hit and I had seen a few life coaches on the internet. I was like, "Mm, I think I could do that. Like I'm really good at sharing advice. People always come to me for advice. It's always been a gift of mine. I think I could do this. And so COVID hit, I had no choice but to just jump off that cliff and start my coaching business. And then, you know, that was three years ago now. And so I'm three years into being an entrepreneur full time. And yeah, I think that's like the main part of my story. (laughs) Am I remembering this correctly? For some reason, the number 50,000 is coming up in my head. Did you spend $50,000 on a coach? Honestly, I spent almost close to 100k on all my investments over the three years. But in my first two years, I've spent over $50,000 investing in myself. So even though you guys are seeing the end result, I want you guys to know I've had a lot of help on the way on how to get here. I am very, very extremely serious about my own personal growth journey. Like I am dedicated beyond belief to my own personal growth because my personal growth is my business growth. And I'm completely aware of that. And that's what I teach in my programs is there's no business growth journey. It's all just a personal growth journey, right? It's just facing your shit, overcoming your limiting beliefs, facing your shadow, showing up when you don't feel like it, believing in yourself, all of that stuff. And so 
I basically almost never don't have my own coach behind the scenes or don't have my own. I work with a lot of like shamans, energetic workers, things like that. I'm pretty woo-woo and weird. So I'm always outsourcing support in the ways that I need it. But yeah, I've spent a lot of money on my own personal investments of and just my own coaches. I like how you frame it, that they're investments. It's very aligned with what you're saying about just taking your work seriously and I'm going to make this happen, period. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other thing that I'm really passionate about sharing to new entrepreneurs is there's this belief that, you know, you're just going to start an Instagram and you're going to make $100,000 in the first year. You know, if you want to be a coach, you're just going to say that you're a coach and make a program and like all of a sudden it's just going to like blow up. To be fair, just, there are people that will tell you, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that you maybe can, but the majority, that's not how it's going to happen. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, like if you've never run a business before, you're not going to just know how to do it without investing in any sort of support and like just figuring it out yourself. The point of investing is so that you get from point A to point B in a faster, easier way than you would have alone. And so that's how I always look at my investments. Like I'm going to get here faster than I would have alone. But the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people quit after the six month mark or even the year mark. But I always tell my clients, I want you to look at this as a brick and mortar business. If you owned a new bakery or a new boutique and being honest with yourself, you only showed up for this bakery or boutique two days a week, right? So you're making Instagram stories two days a week and you're barely promoting it, your programs. Do you think you'd be able to make a living? Hell no. No, you would not be able to make a living going into a bakery two days a week and just showing up for a few hours and then leaving. But people think that that's what they're going to do with Instagram and it's going to work. But when I started my Instagram, I was showing up consistently five to seven days a week for two years and I had under 2000 followers and I made it work. My point in saying this is just that in the beginning is going to be the hardest part because you're going to be speaking to an empty room, but you have to believe in yourself so much that you know that if you just keep speaking, that room is going to fill up. Yes. Yeah. Just can I build on that analogy real quick here? Something too that I think is important to remember when you're imagining an online business as a brick and mortar shop is if a customer comes in and wants to order a cake from you, don't go stand out on the sidewalk complaining that there aren't enough customers. Go in and make that customer a cake and make it the most beautiful cake they have ever seen. So don't worry about only 10 people showed up for your lives. Like make something amazing for those 10 people. So they want to show up again. And maybe they tell a friend, like that's how you create momentum and trust and value. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I did not expect to take this into like a biz witchy zone, but we did. Is this a passion of yours then helping entrepreneurs? I would say I'm like, it's really hard to put myself in a box because I've actually switched back and forth between helping entrepreneurs and just helping regular women in my business. Like, I'm just like, is my niche this or is my niche this? But the truth is, is they're both my niche. I help a lot of corporate women who are just unfulfilled and want to build confidence. And I also help a lot of entrepreneurs who are like just struggling with the mindset stuff to build their business. So yeah, I would definitely say that both of them are a passion. Confidence is a thing here that we should talk about too, because... I was telling you before we started recording, oh, this will be a fun way to wrap up Salesforce summer. And yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Well, like self-worth isn't exactly my thing, but confidence totally is. And I feel like they're in the same ballpark. So maybe we can define the difference if you see one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm curious. What's your, what do you think is different about them? And then I'll give my take. I feel like confidence flows from high self-worth. I think you're innately worthy. And when we're using terms like high self-worth or low self-worth, it's just our awareness of that. You know, feeling your worth is high self-worth. Not feeling it is low self-worth, but your worth is always there. When you're feeling it, you're emitting a kind of confidence. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and I'm like curious, because I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and like defined these for myself, just being completely transparent. But I think it would actually be a really 
productive exercise for me. And just reflecting even on like what you said, I think that like confidence is what you believe about yourself and your abilities. And I almost feel like maybe confidence can go up and down. Does that make sense? Like For sure. And be specific to, you know, you could be a very confident piano player and horrible in social situations. Yeah, exactly. And I think it it maybe goes up and down more so than self-worth. I think self-worth is almost this like baseline of feelings and things that you accept within yourself. Mm. Well, I know Um, for sure you can grow your sense of self-worth because I definitely have. And I love that you were talking about reps because when I think about that in the context of confidence, it's like building a muscle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. It's, it's definitely building a muscle. And in my opinion, like I think my self-worth is extremely high, meaning even if I don't feel confident all the time, let's say in my relationship, because I think this is just a good analogy that will be easy to understand for listeners. Like even if I don't always feel confident in my relationship, I always know what I will accept and not accept. And that's tied to my self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. So like if my boyfriend cheats on me, for example, my self-worth will not allow me to stay with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference between having confidence in yourself and confidence in your relationship too, I would add. <laughs> this yeah, gets very sure. wor- This gets word nerdy the more you unpack it, you know? So having confidence in yourself is, I will leave if I'm betrayed in this way or if it's not working out for me in this way. Mm -hmm. And I can handle it. I'll leave and I I know I can handle it. Yeah, exactly. And so to recap what we kind of said, I think like maybe confidence and self-doubt, which would be the other end of confidence, like those can kind of like move depending on where you're at, what day it is, but your self-worth should really like stay mostly in the same place. Like it's a baseline of like, I'm not going to accept lower than this. Do you then see mindset as a tool in service to confidence? I would see it, yeah, like almost like the vehicle that drives it, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it's the vehicle to the confidence. Like if you don't have a good mindset, then you're not going to have confidence. So it all, it's all rooting to mindset. Like, Let's get so basic. What is a good mindset? What is a good mindset? Yeah. How do you define that? I think mindset in general, I think I have defined it before. It's the baseline of like how you think about something. So like a negative mindset is like if you always are thinking about yourself in a negative way, that's like a negative mindset. If you're always thinking about yourself like in a high positive way, that's a positive mindset. It's like the overall thoughts and opinions you have about a certain thing. That's Mm. how I look at mindset. What about you? It definitely includes framing for me, just reframing situations to me Mm -hmm. is like stepping into a new mindset. I don't necessarily think of it as positive and negative. I think of it more as like, is this empowering? Which I guess would also, it's just a matter of words. Some people would say positive. Is this an empowering mindset? Meaning, does it get me into action? Does it take me out of fear? Does it move me closer to the thing that I'm trying to get into alignment with is typically how I do it. And I will tell a story. I am not afraid to tell a story (laughs) to get there, to reframe a situation. And I'm a creative, imaginative person. So I lean on that a lot. Mm, Yeah, definitely. Yep. Is that something you help people do then to reframe? Definitely. You know, I work a lot more in the subconscious realm than the conscious realm, just because the subconscious realm has so much more weight and pull on our lives in the conscious realm. So you can consciously sit here and try to reframe all your thoughts, but if your subconscious mind isn't on board, then none of that really matters. You know. So what how I mean? would you subconsciously change your mindset? Uh, so give me an example. What do you want to change? Let's say someone is afraid to go in and ask their boss for a raise. So what emotion are they feeling? Fear. They're feeling fear. Okay, so what would they need in order to feel confident in themselves? Would they need that boss to be understanding? Would they need that boss to support them? Would they need validation that they can do it? So this also just roots to inner child stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're obviously scared because of something that happened in your past. So rooting back, why are you scared? What would you need in that situation? And then 
learning how to give that thing to yourself and then walk through the fear. So doing the inner work first and then taking the aligned action. And then that's going to give you confidence, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're so, reaching the subconscious through action and through identifying old patterns. Well, there's also subconscious modalities that, you know, you could do, but just for the sake of us just giving a quick example, I was just kind of touching on the inner work and outer work. But like after that, you might want to go down and reprogram that. I use a little hypnosis with my clients, rewriting neural pathways, and then through the aligned action, also you're rewriting that neural pathway too. So it's kind of the combination of doing the inner work, whether that's a hypnosis, whether that's just a quick self-validation session, whether that's something that I call soul talk with my clients, like just talking to yourself in a really positive way. And then you're taking the action. And also the action is going to create confidence as well, because confidence is also just competence. Meaning the first time you play soccer, you're not going to feel confident, right? It's the first time you're doing something. But the second time, the third time, the fourth time, by the fifth time, you're competent in it. So you're going to have confidence in it. So it's a lot of the inner work. And then I'm very big on the aligned action as well. Yeah, totally. You have to meet the universe halfway. It's not going to do... It's not going to do much if you just stay in mindset. Absolutely. And, you know, I always tell my clients like that, like I use the playing soccer example. I'm like, okay, so if we're doing all this mindset work, right, we're watching all the YouTube videos on how to play soccer. There's only a certain level of confidence you're going to have in playing soccer until you actually just go kick the soccer ball and try to play. You know what I mean? Like that's the equivalent of doing all the mindset work, but not taking action. Like, you can do mindset work till your face turns blue, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to go take action or you're only going to get to a certain level of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of the main things that came up. I worked as a coach for eight years and this was some fancy procrastination because there was always another degree, more research. There was always something more that they needed to learn before they could get into action. And I'd be like, okay, do that thing. Let's get that thing done. And then they'd get the thing done and they'd be like, but, 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 but there's another thing. <laughs> it was like, at some point, the only way to develop and grow and learn is through experience. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And sometimes you just have to feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. And I always, my favorite like go-to saying is like, if you can't find the confidence, can you find the courage? Because courage is just confidence in disguise. There you go. I love that. I love that. I'm curious because I actually don't see you. Keep in mind, this is just from binging your work in a few sessions. So I could definitely be missing some things, but I don't see you talking a lot about spirituality, some, but I see more leading with psychology and personal development and confidence mindset, that kind of thing. However, you do have a very woo side. So I'm wondering like, what is the most woo thing about you? I feel like that will be fun for this audience because this is a very, very, very woo audience. I think I go towards the side of like more just grounded and earthly teachings because I think that that's like what I air towards too if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and you've met me Joanna like you know I'm a very grounded person I like to bring the woo and like bring it down to earth in a way that a lot of people can relate to right that's really something that I like pride myself on is kind of like merging the two worlds but I'm extremely clear cognizant like I just sometimes will be talking to somebody or talking to a client and I just like know exactly what they need. I know what's going on before they even say it. I'm extremely clear cognizant, something that I'm still kind of like getting comfortable saying would be that. And then the other thing is just like, I work with more, like, you know, I was like saying like, I invest in myself so much. Well, I do, but I think I've invested way more money like in shamans and like energetic teachers and the energetics way more than I have in a business coach. I think I've maybe spent like, 15k in business coaches and then the rest of like the 50 to 70k in like energetics well okay well let's talk about this why strategy to me is one really i i don't see it being the thing that like moves the needle in my experience strategy coaches and programs are basically just giving you the roadmap to what worked for them Mm -hmm. and teaching you how to do that nine times out of 10, it's that. It's not customized to you. It's pretty much a plug and play formula. But your unique business and your purpose is not a plug and play formula. 
it's highly dependent on your energy, your magnetism, your belief in yourself, the way you can speak to people. And for me, that's why I err towards the side of those energetic coaches and those shamans and teaching me how to like master my own energy because I'm not interested in another strategy. I want to know how I can make more impact and kind of like work less, get more. And I think that that's energy. So that's why I do it. Something you brought up that I didn't get to follow up with That was a very magical meetup, by the way. I just loved sitting outside with the oak trees. We had a couple of deers show up. And when the sun went down, we were burning incense and a candle. I love that vibe. But Mm. you you mentioned loving Joe Dispenza's meditations and that it was just super profound for you. And then the conversation took other directions. But my mind hung on to that, like, well, wait, let's talk about that. Which yeah. meditation and why? Profound how? Oh, man. Okay. So I don't even know the name of it because I was like, okay, so this is how my brain works, guys. I get really obsessed with one thing. And then I do that one thing for like four months. And then mm. I like go on to my next thing. And I do that thing for four months. So I had a little Joe Dispenza episode and a lot of his meditations are on youtube but like i love joe dispenza so like go support him if you want to and buy his meditations but i was doing the one on youtube i don't even remember what it's called i could maybe like look it up right now and see if it's still on there but it was like this 45 minute meditation and i did it for like a couple months it was a period of my life where i was living at home it was during covid i was building my business getting ready to move out to california where i live now and I was just like kind of depressy and just meditating a lot in my room. And yeah, I had a lot of profound experiences, had a lot of crazy, I don't even know if I'm comfortable saying like all the things that happened on this podcast because like I'm still trying to understand what happened, but <laughs> definitely like felt as connected to the other side as I ever have, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm very, very woo, but very reluctant to talk about it because I think one of the defining characteristics of woo-ness is it's very difficult to articulate in a way that makes sense to other people and doesn't sound like you're completely off your rocker and just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but it's so profound when it's happening to you. It's just so, I love it. Just that awesome spookiness that you cannot explain by logical means. Although Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza tries, he tries to explain it. And he does a really great job. So I actually found the meditation that I used to do. It's the tuning into new potentials for anyone who would like to try it out. Oh, cool. You, you know, start with some breathing exercises to activate your pineal gland. And then you basically go into the void where you become no thing, no person, no name. Like you basically become nothingness and you float there. And like, I always would get to the space where like, I don't know. I don't know the time of day. I don't know who I am. I'm just like part of that. It's like the space between is I think what a lot of people call it. And then after that, you essentially decide what you're wanting to manifest. And Joe Dispenza has like a very specific method of putting that out into the universe and then like feeling, obviously you're feeling what you want, calling it in, and then you're letting it go. And so I would do that meditation a lot, but my favorite part was always the middle part where it's like 10, maybe 10 straight minutes of like, you're just in nothing. Like you just become part of the universe. And that would be the point where I would always just float a little bit away from my body. Very cool. All right, so we're jumping around a little bit here, but I actually want to ask you about one other thing that I think will be useful. I thought you had some interesting insights on this and it's people pleasing Mm -hmm. and giving yourself permission basically to have a damn opinion. I just love what you have to say about that. And you said it recently, so hopefully it's fresh on your mind enough that you can either repeat it or expand on that a little bit here for the people pleasers listening right now. So are you referring to the video where I say like, this is why people pleasers don't know themselves? I don't remember the title, but you were just talking about have more opinions, share your opinions. Yep. So, so it was a video and it was basically saying, this is why people pleasers don't know themselves. So one of the main 
traits of a people pleaser is they like say yes when they want to say no, they go with the flow. They're like, yeah, 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 whatever you want, whatever you want, right? And so if you're a people pleaser, you probably identify with this. It's like, where do you want to go to dinner? You hate Mexican, but you're like, yeah, that's fine. Like we can go get Mexican, whatever. And the reason you don't know yourself is because think about any person you love. The reason you love them is because they have very unique opinions that are only available to them, right? It's like that person maybe loves going to the beach or they hate going to the beach or they love they love a certain thing. They love watching TV. They love TV shows. Like all those things are things that you love about them because they have an opinion about it. But when you become such a people pleaser that you have no more opinions, you lose yourself and you lose yourself not only to the world, but to yourself because you no longer even know what you like because you never allow yourself to say it. So if you're a people pleaser and you're trying to essentially have more sense of self, the best thing that you can do is express your opinions more, have more opinions, because that's going to help you find yourself. It's going to help other people get to know you. And yeah, it just helps Mm. people pleasing in general. Yeah. People pleasing is definitely way high up there on the self-betrayal scale. And I heard Martha Beck or I read, I love her book. The way of integrity is so good. It's such an ass kicker. And she basically calls people pleasing lying, but I think you can do it so often, not because you're a bad person, you're afraid. People do that because they're afraid, but you can do it so often that you're lying to yourself. And like you said, then you don't even know who you are anymore. Absolutely. You're lying to yourself. It's it's definitely an act of betrayal and you're trying to control other people's perceptions of you, right? Yeah. Like you're trying yeah. to gain love by abandoning yourself and saying like, you know, I'd rather please you than please myself. So it's not only like one of the most just terrible acts of self-betrayal, but you're lying to yourself, to others, and trying to control others, people's opinions, which really is not possible. So (laughs) yeah, you really shortchange your relationships too, because of what you were saying. It's so much fun when you're at the mall and you're like, oh my God, orange hats. Tommy loves orange hats. You know, like those little moments that pop somebody up in your mind when you're just cruising along and you see something that reminds you of them or you hear a song that you know that they would really love. It's kind of the connection between you that is so weak if you're not offering those opinions and being who you are, whether it's in a work situation or a romance or with your friend group. Absolutely. It really does add to the relationship when you just can be fully yourself. And yeah, I beg all people pleasers to just try it and, you know, have that opinion because one thing that you're going to see is that nothing happens. Like you're so scared of making them mad or whatever, but that person is probably more than happy to accommodate your opinion and hear your opinion. And I actually got a lot of comments on that video that was like, oh my gosh, this, like I've had to stop being friends with people pleasers because it's just so hard and exhausting being friends with them. And so like, also know that like, it is exhausting for other friends to always not actually know what you want. Like that's exhausting for a friend too, you know? Yeah, that's a sad trap because you're only doing it because you want to be liked. You want to be loved. And it's actually the thing standing in your way. Yeah, it is a trap. But it's I've had so many people please their friends. And it's like, it's so hard when you're like, where do you want to go to eat? They're like, I don't care. I don't care. And you're like, please just help me make a decision. <laughs> like, I, I really don't like I don't genuinely don't care this time. I want you to make the decision. They're just like anything. You know, it's like, opinions make you human, make you uniquely you and are going to help you connect with your friends. So share those opinions, guys. (laughs) Something that I have found so useful in a situation like that is give them two choices. We can go to this Mexican restaurant or we can go to this Italian restaurant. Choose now. (laughs) You have five seconds, five, four, three, two, one, go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You can empower your friends a little bit. If people are feeling what you're putting out? Do they work with you one-on-one? Do you offer programs? How can people get started? So my main offering is Alignment Mastery, which is my 90-day confidence and mindset mentorship meant for women and entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. It's really gives you all the inner tools to help you heal yourself out, show up confidently and build a life of fulfillment and start and grow your business if that's you. Again, we do regular stuff and 
stuff for entrepreneurs, kind of like my two passions, but that's my main offering. You can definitely just find me on Instagram or TikTok and message me on there and I can send you the application form. Other than that, if you're just looking for some of the quick, deeper work to do on your own, I also have perfectionism masterclasses, inner child masterclasses, inner child meditations, and yeah, a lot of masterclass offerings too, if you're looking for doing the work on your own. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And I'm Kristen.such on all socials. Kristen.such. It's so memorable. That's why I was able to look you up after meeting it just stuck in my head. I was like, oh, I can remember that. Heck yeah. No funky spellings, just Kristen.such. Yep. K-R-I-S-T-E-N, E-N, not I-N. And then such, just like the word S-U-C-H. Alignment mastery. Mm-hmm. What do you That's mean by right. alignment? Are you talking about getting aligned with what? So let's just quickly define alignment. My favorite analogy is like alignment feels like you're on the train tracks of your life. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm flowing. A lot of people don't feel like that's what they feel like in their life. They're like, I fucking hate my job. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. So we really just get your life back on the train tracks, back where you feel good about yourself, realign anything that's out of alignment and find yourself, help you heal your limiting beliefs, help you heal your inner child, do all that good stuff. It's a very comprehensive program. We go through everything from inner child work to shadow work to perfectionism to energy management it's really comprehensive and that's what it's supposed to be like a three-month journey to bring you to a completely different place in your life yeah so people can do what you were saying you do where you just spend like a concentrated amount of time learning a thing and really dedicated to that Exactly. Yes, exactly. Thank you for bringing that full circle. I didn't even realize that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a perfect amount of time. It's just three months, throw yourself into it. It's a season of your life to pick up some skills. Absolutely. And I I think that these skills are timeless and are going to never stop paying you back. What I mean is that like once you heal your inner child or like learn how to set boundaries or like heal your perfectionism, that is a gift that will never stop giving you back. For sure. For sure. I am 48 years old, Kristen. And I promise you that even 15 years ago, people were not talking about this the way they are now, even 10 years ago. It's so wild to watch women that are like in their mid twenties, figuring this stuff out. (laughs) That's nice. That's nice. Cause I didn't even like begin to figure this stuff out until like my mid thirties. And it's funny to see these like really young, powerful women who are talking like shadow work and alignment and inner child, this and that, and setting boundaries. And we're all evolving together. I think some big leaps have been taken forward collectively, probably because Uh, of the internet, I would guess. Yeah. And, you know, I actually listened to this podcast and was going to make a point around this amazing point I heard today. And it said, timelines are not your business. So I'm speaking to you, Joanna, like no matter what timelines are not your business. Like if you're 50 and you're listening to this and you're like, shit, I don't know any of this. I need to start. Cool. If you're 20 and you're listening to this and you're like, I'm excited to start. Cool. Like our timeline is not our business. Our business is working on ourselves, doing what we can control and the rest, you know, we give to the universe. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm very proud to be a late bloomer. I am showing it up for the late bloomers. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I love us. Because I love us. Okay. So this was super fun. I'm wondering if you can leave us with one practical tip for maybe just getting started with alignment seems like a really big concept. Maybe just getting started on the path to developing more self-confidence. Well, I actually have a really easy exercise we can do just for like simple alignment. So can I share that one? Because it's just coming. Yeah, of course. Yeah, do it. So one of the most basic things that you can do that's going to really give you clarity on your life is just learning how to identify the yeses and the noes, the fuck yeses and the fuck noes, right? So if you're like, I'm not happy in my life, but I don't even know what needs to change, Kristen. I'm just not happy. Get a piece of paper out, write a line down the middle. On the left, put yes. On the right, put no. And put the fuck yeses in your life, whether it's 
relationships, jobs, people's places, your apartment, whatever it is, put the yeses and then put the fuck no's. If like you fucking hate your job and you cry every Monday, put that on there. Whether it's a friendship that you feel drained every time you talk to that person, put that person on there. If it's the fact that you hate the relationship you have with your mom, put that on there. Those are the places where you need to realign your life and that will give you a good starting point of just identifying, you know, having that awareness. Awareness is always that first step. So really just getting clear on the yeses and the noes is going to help you for bringing it back to the beginning, that pivot that you need to make. Yeah, it's such a great clarity exercise. And don't skip on the fuck. The fuck is important because it's it's, yes, a, a it certain, it's an intensity. It's like, is it a hell yes kind of thing? Or is it a hell no? Use hell, yell fuck, whatever it is that makes you really feel it. So you can get that clarity. And then also it's going to get you closer to alignment because you're going to be able to see whatever's in the no category is out of alignment. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So you tricked us. (laughs) You tricked us into getting into alignment. I love it. That's so cool. Thank you so much for doing this, Kristen. Of course. It was so fun. Thanks for having me, Joanna, and excited to connect with you more in the future. Right on, right on. I told you it was a free coaching session, was it not? If you want to find Kristen on the internet, there will be links in the show notes. If you want to join my Patreon community, there will be links to that in the show notes. I hope that life is treating you well and that you are looking forward to more amazing episodes of the Joe DeVoe Show because I promise you there is more to come. I have so many interviews in the can. All I have to do is edit them and share them here with you next week i'm posting an interview with cindy dale it's gonna be so wonderfully woo but in a useful practical way i cannot wait for you to hear this i know you're gonna love it and until then until we meet again always remember life is change change is magic magic is life and the journey is the creation Much love to you. Peace.